Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Segment by segment links on our Twitter timeline at A to Z Sports. And also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen uh, for you and they uh, help you guys uh, out as as well and, and us and that's Wilson County Hyundai WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process so once again check them out in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com the Bone and Joint Institute BoneandJointTN.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans better rates coverage and service learn more about a health plan for you fbhp.com slash atoz and our new sponsor this month aura who is all about keeping you safe from the dark web you can use our link aura.com slash atoz for a two-week free trial to see how many data brokers are sharing your information that's aura.com slash atoz aura.com slash atoz so for the longest time zach we've been thinking quarterback goes at number one with the Carolina Panthers moving up with Chicago. Then we've thought, all right, the Houston Texans are not going to continue to roll with Davis Mills as their quarterback. They've got the second overall pick. They're going to take whichever quarterback Carolina didn't, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, at number two. And then you think a team might trade up to three with the Cardinals to get ahead of the Colts at four for a quarterback. That's what we've believed, I think, since, what, the first, second week of January when the draft order was set. And then especially after Carolina moved up and got that pick from Chicago, that's what we felt now for well over a month. But there's been a lot of conversation over the last really five days or so that has changed that quite a bit. And that is where we go to Ian Rappaport, who was on the Pat McAfee show, who discussed uh, with them about what all rumors are going on about the Houston Texans in the second overall pick. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, there's one being talked about a little bit in a different manner. Ty, go ahead, pal. Yeah, rap sheet. In terms of the draft, it was basically from the national semifinals uh, up through like pro day until maybe like a week ago, where everyone, you know, CJ Stroud was a slam dunk. Everyone was talking about how good he was, and then Bryce Young kind of came up a little bit. It was always those guys, 1A, 1B. Have you heard all of this stuff in terms of his draft stock where they're saying maybe Houston isn't going to take him? He could, you know, slide down and be like the third or fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Like, is his draft stock actually plummeting right now? Uh, have you heard any of that? Um, okay, so I have heard all of that. Um, that is That does seem to be the hot rumor now with – you know, and people ask me, like, is it possible the Texans don't take Stroud at two? Anything is possible, especially, you know, the, the Texans and Nick Casero don't always look at things like everyone else. I just don't believe it. Like, I just don't. Like, from my information, the people that I've spoken with, all of that, like, I would be surprised if the Texans do not take their quarterback of the future at number two. Um, you know, most people I speak with believe it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and then the others. Um, small gap, not like a huge gap, but they think it's those two. So if that's the case, if Bryce Young goes one, Stroud should go two. So like I hear all of this and I get calls about it all the time because that's the season we're in right now. I just don't really believe it. And if it happens, I will say like, yeah, I didn't see it, but I don't see it. So Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network is not necessarily buying what he's heard lately about the Houston Texans uh, and the second overall pick. Now, Zach, let's flip it over and change our channel to ESPN and go to NFL Live. And here's Adam Schefter yesterday as well. So, Rappaport on a Monday, and then the, here's Adam Schefter on a Monday talking about the Texans' second overall pick. The run on quarterbacks, but let me ask everybody this. What if the run on quarterbacks gets a little bit delayed? What if it's a little bit later to start than people thought. We've been hearing about quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. That's not going to happen, I don't believe, in this draft. And what would happen if and when we've seen Carolina make the move up right away, right away for a quarterback at one, but we haven't seen anybody trade up to two when Houston's open to listening? We haven't seen anybody trade up to number three? Because you know what? I think Indianapolis thinks there's a real chance right now that they could sit right where they are at four and get potentially 
the second quarterback in this draft. There's a chance we might not see a quarterback go at two or even three, and there might not be a team that you trades mean. up because the value in that what? isn't what we thought it would be. So Indianapolis oh. may be sitting there with its pick in the litter, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. That could happen. That's a possibility right now. These teams right point. now That's a good seem point. willing to wait. They seem willing to wait. And I don't think we're going to see a quarterback go at two. And I think all the teams that were talking about trading up to three know that. And so they could sit back and wait. And so this great quarterback oh rush that we've all been expecting well. might start a little bit later than we all thought. I'm just telling you. Zach, I didn't think I would say this, but the Pat McAfee show clip was the less dramatic of the two, <laughs> uh, where you saw, I think, Orlovsky reacting, uh, Spears reacting to Adam Schefter getting a little like octave up in his voice talking about the second overall pick. Uh, Zach, your reaction. Well, a lot to unpack there. Yes, so there is <clears throat> let's start with the Texans. I The Texans hold the keys to the draft. We all know that. It's not the Panthers anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think the Texans, whatever they decide, will change the trajectory of the draft. I'm not saying anything new there. I do find it interesting, and I have said this in the last couple of weeks, just based on the history of the NFL draft, quarterbacks tend to fall. Now, like usually, it's not all what you think, right? Crazy stuff happens. So... I think I'm a little split between the two clips. My gut honestly believes Rappaport, right? I mean, but Adam Schefter is not saying anything. I agree with Adam Schefter. I don't think four quarterbacks will go one, two, three, four. Sure. Right? Now that's, that's, yeah, that's the one thing of what Adam Schefter said is like, well, yeah, I mean, the odds of that happening are pretty low. And here is, I think, the biggest thing that Schefter is stating. Now, I, I, he says it in a, a certain way, but. I think the biggest thing that he's saying is we don't know truly the cost of number two and number three. We've talked about the cost of what Arizona wants. We've tried to compare of what San Francisco gave up to get Trey Lance. That was years ago, though. This is 2023. Has inflation gone up, right? Is it a higher price? Is it a higher price because it's a quarterback? Is it a lesser price because there's more quarterbacks? Is it a higher price because the Colts are at four and you're trading over the Colts and the Colts want a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Is Adam Schefter hanging out with Jim Ursay too much? I We have no idea. So I, I, I think all of these things, the price matters because I stand by the Titans don't need to give up. You know, that's why I was so anti-Lamar Jackson trade because I, I, I still think that's ridiculous is because what you have to give up to get said player. You've got to give up two first-round picks and $200-plus million for the Baltimore Ravens to get Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to presumably give up two first-round picks and more. Who knows? But it all depends on what the Cardinals are asking. The Texans are not going to trade with the Titans, right? So now you also have to look at the teams that are willing to move up that are quarterback needy. There are not as many. Right? The Colts are not going to trade with the Texans. That doesn't make any sense. So you've got two AFC South teams. Who are the Texans going to trade with that wants to go over uh, up and take that quarterback? Well, but- or are the Texans just going to stick and pick and take the best available player that's not a QB? Which might be Will Anderson uh, at this point. Jalen Carter does not seem to be uh, as uh, highly regarded as he might have had or might've been a couple of weeks ago. So let, let's, let's do that. Right. So who could the Texans be waiting for and, and all that kind of stuff. And let's just ask the audience, this question here, do you think the Texans take a quarterback at two overall, or do they pass on a quarterback at number two overall? So it's a pretty easy question here. Do the Texans take a quarterback at two or do they pass on a quarterback at two? And then Zach, tell us all about farm bureau health plans. Yeah. FBHP. Dot com slash A to Z is where you need to go. They've got you covered when it comes to your health plan. I switched my health plan in 2022. I carried that over into 2023. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you're in the state of Tennessee, I highly recommend Farm Bureau Health Plans, Health, Dental, and Vision 
fbhp.com, quick health assessment, and then you get your quote. Your quote is not necessarily a signed guarantee that you have to take the plan. It's just a quote. Then you make a decision for you and your family if that plan is right for you. It was right for me. It, I promise you it's going to be a good rate uh, if you go about it the right way. That, that's what they pride themselves on. And especially in the state of Tennessee, I got a great rate. I made that decision for myself and my family. You can too. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. A to Z Sports on this Tuesday, BetMGM is letting you know that you can continue to win even if you've already signed up with our code ATOZ Sports that gets you up to hundred, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But if you've already been playing with BetMGM and you're ready for playoff season this April and May, then make sure you use that refer friend invitation to take advantage of all the extra bonus bets you can get because you get $50 in bonus bets for every friend who signs up with BetMGM with your refer friend invitation up to 20 invitations accepted. That's up to $1,000 in bonus bets for your friends joining you on BetMGM. And then they get a $50 bonus bet by signing up with your invitation as well. So everybody wins right there with BetMGM's refer friend invitation. Zach, uh, I will toss it to you to go back to the chat asking uh, here the question. Uh, do you think the Texans take a QB at second overall or pass on a quarterback at second overall? And uh, this graphic here, you know, the choose your fighter graphic where you've got uh, Ian Rappaport saying on the Pat McAfee show saying, I would be surprised if the Texans don't take a quarterback of their future at number two. And then Adam Schefter on NFL live saying, I don't think we're going to see a QB at number two uh, right there. So Zach, I'll send you to the chat on that. Yeah, and look, we had a lot of answers on the chat. Let's start with pass on a QB from Steven. Take from Tighten Up. Yes, they will take a QB from Sam. Right now, I think they'll pass. Take a QB from Brad. Take a, a take it two from Pistol Ramsey. We'll get to some lunchbox money. Let's just get to it now. How could you see young uh, number one and view others even going top D then trading back could work or they take D and call Ravens for Lamar? Who knows? There's a lot to unpack there. I'll, I'll, I'll explore that and come back to it. Now I kind of wish that I'd come back to it. But look, fair fair lunchback box money from Andre that usually uh, gives us some good comments. Rob says take. Top Tier says take. Uh, Magic Maggle says take. Sean Gill says take. Uh, Deshaun Washington says QB. Ronnie says QB. John says QB. They'll take a QB at two from Alex. Take a QB from... Uh, Bastion at 85 right there. Borkington, Bork Borkington says, take, pass, and trade up from 12. Who picks 12? Uh, Houston. Houston, right, because of the uh, previous trades. So mm -hmm. that would be interesting because you're right. They've got uh, – that's good – I believe no, that's the Browns' selection for Deshaun Watson. Right. Um, they'll take a QB from Kenneth. Uh, they'll take AR from Ferris right there. Uh, Matt says pass. Take a QB from Titans, Kyle. Uh, taking from Jody. Yes, CJ Stroud will be a uh, a Texans. Uh, let's see here. Ken says the way Zach has been talking about our quarterback situation kind of makes me feel like we're supposed to be in quarterback purgatory for at least two more seasons. No, I, I, I that, that would be the worst case scenario, but. Something has to happen with the quarterback situation over the next two years because the starting quarterback is only under contract for the first uh, year. They're they're taking a quarterback all smoke screens from Caleb. Austin, where do you sit on this question? So here's how I am breaking this down because really the last week is when we've started seeing and hearing and going to mock drafts and seeing where – Huh, but what if the Texans don't take a quarterback? What if they go with Will Anderson? How does that change things up? And then Adam Schefter in that video clip said, you know, why hasn't anybody traded up to number two with the Texans if the Texans are open to listen? I think this is a big game being played by the Houston Texans where they've kind of let everybody fall asleep a little bit uh, at the sec with the second overall pick, expecting the Texans to take a second overall pick. And now they're floating it out there as the draft gets closer. They're floating out. there, it's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe it's not going to be 
uh, you know, CJ Stroud automatically at number two. Maybe we want to take uh, somebody else, or maybe we are open to trading back. I think that they're doing that to see what type of offer they can get on draft day. Who Houston, would trade with them? I think uh, the the Raiders could trade with them. I, I don't think there's a lot of good options. Zach. No, 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 no. Let's break this down. No, no, no. You that, say that there's not a lot of good options. Hold on. Hold on I don't hold think on. there's an option. Hold, right. I, I think it's a tough ask. I think the Texans are. That's why I think they're that they're trying to wait until the eleventh hour to do this because they're trying to see who they can get to jump up. Like there's not anybody. I, we Zach, just, I, Zach, we just established out. that. Zach, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying that there's not a trade partner that makes that's a not a point to make. No, that's what I'm, I'm trying Why to are they doing that. Zach, I'm trying to diagnose what I think the Texans are doing. I think the Texans are sitting there saying the yes, the worst case scenario for the Texans is to sit at number two and take a quarterback. That's the worst case scenario. So I think they're trying to float some stuff out there to see if they can get something to stick to see if they can fall back a little bit to get somebody to bite on the bait and come up and take two. That's what I'm saying here. Like you're jumping down my throat. No, because that doesn't, I, I, I adamantly disagree that that is what they're trying to do because that doesn't make any sense. Okay. What there makes sense no, in your mind? There is no team that would do that. I exact. I agree. I think it, but, but here's where I disagree with you. No, no, no. You brought it up. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying is what I think is it's it's between a quarterback or not quarterback. I don't think trade is involved for the Texans. Okay. They, trade can't be involved. There's not a team to trade. I, you don't know that there's not a team to trade until you try to float it out there and see what happens. Give me some teams that would trade. Um, I think you're looking at you know, Seattle, I don't think would do it. Uh, I think the, the Raiders are somebody that would maybe trade up for Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, not the CJ Stroud thing. Uh, the Titans and Texans can't trade. And so again, oh, like, I, I don't think that that's not the point though. Like the lions, maybe as I've seen Michael Snyder, I'm just, I'm not saying that I expect it to happen. I'm saying the Texans are just throwing it out there to see if something bites. Yeah, right? I don't think that that's the case. I think it's either they are seriously going to draft a quarterback or they're seriously not going to draft a quarterback. I think it's one of two. Yeah, but Zach, if, they, if they're if they serious about not drafting a quarterback, then they should do what they can to learn what the trade value is. That is the point that I'm trying to make. Does that make sense? There is nobody but, out there. Zach, Zach, let me just say this directly to you. If the Texans are serious about not taking a quarterback, then it is their job to do the due diligence to find out what that trade option might look like. It doesn't mean they have to accept it. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but it's their job to try to float some stuff around there to see what comes up of it. Right. If but nothing the happens, team is going to draft that's or fine, trade dude. is to I don't draft care what you're saying about that. That's I again, like I know, I said, but I it doesn't make logical sense. That's my, it point. does make logical sense. No, Zach. no, it doesn't because there's not another team. Zach, the process makes logical sense. Why would you, it would be stupid and it would be stubborn as hell, which you were being here. If the, if the no, Texans, you're saying something that's stupid, honestly. It's no, not me being stubborn. No, you're, you're just there's not a team that would trade. You don't know that unless you ask. They're not asking. Just what are you talking They're about? They're floating around that they couldn't take, they may not take a quarterback. Yeah. Again, that's the point. It's between taking a quarterback or not taking a quarterback. Listen, listen to we can replay both of the videos. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let's play Adam Schefter, right? Let, let's play Adam Schefter uh, here about this, about the Texans, where he does mention that the Texans are opening to trade. That Zach must have missed the first time. The run on quarterbacks. But let me ask everybody this. What if the run on quarterbacks gets a little bit delayed? What if it's a little bit later to start than people thought? We've been hearing about quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. That's not going to happen, I don't believe, in this draft. And what would happen if and when we've seen Carolina make the move up right away, right away for a quarterback at one, but we haven't seen anybody trade up to two when Houston's open to listening? We haven't seen anybody trade up to number three? Because you know what? I think Indianapolis thinks there's a real chance right now that they could sit right where they are at four 
and get potentially the second quarterback in this draft. There's a chance we might not see a quarterback go at two or even three, and there might not be a team that you trades mean. up because the value in that what? isn't what we thought it would be. So Indianapolis <laughs> oh. may be sitting there with its pick in the litter, Anthony so Richardson or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. That could happen. That's a possibility right now. These teams right point. now seem willing to wait. They seem willing to wait, and I don't think we're going to see a quarterback go at two. And I think all the teams that were talking about trading up to three know that. And so they could sit back and wait. And so this great quarterback oh rush that we've all been expecting well. might start a little bit later than we all thought. I'm just telling you. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Texans could, again, my entire <laughs> point. Again, <laughs> it's not about trading for two. It's about whether they're going to take a quarterback or not take a quarterback. Right. That is the point. But that was my whole, you asked me a question and I answered by saying, you started talking about all of the teams that would be willing to like open to hearing for trade for two is dumb because of course you're open listening, but nobody's talking. Zach, do you know the reason why trading up? Nobody's going to trade up for a quarterback at two because the Texans are going, they don't have any trade suitors. Zach, the reason why I was listing teams that could trade for two is because you asked me to list the potential trade partners because for of two. what it started again. I, what I what cued me was you saying that the Texans could trade the pick away. I, I don't believe that that will ever happen. I, 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 I don't, I, it's not like zero possibility. I, I think it's quarterback or not. So yeah, what do usually, you think? Yeah, usually, is it going to be quarterback or not? Yeah, every draft pick is quarterback or not, right? But my whole point is that why have we not heard this about the Texans until last week? Is because what I think the Texans are doing throughout this process is that they are now starting to float out that what if we don't take a quarterback at two and you have the opportunity to come up to two and get whichever quarterback you want, C.J. Stroud, Richardson, Levis, whatever, and they're trying to see what can happen. Because and if you said there's not suited, there are not teams that are suitable. That yeah, I know that, but they're at least teams. going to try to find that out factually themselves. Like they're going to do the due diligence on that and try to see it. And if they don't find what they want, then the there's worst not case a team, that's fine. But they have to at least do the homework to find out and confirm. That but I'm, that's why I'm disagreeing with your philosophy. I believe that they are just mulling over quarterback or not quarterback. All right, Long-term, so, best player available at two or best quarterback available at two. That's what I believe that they're doing. I don't think that it is a – I don't think it's more than that. I don't. I think it's pretty simplistic. So are you – Do you? what do you think happens with the Texans? Let's go back to the question. I, I think the Texans are going to take a quarterback at number two. <laughs> that's, that's all I, – I think they're trying to float out there. I don't think they're necessarily in love – with C.J. Stroud, I don't think they're really in love with the others, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to take a quarterback at number two just because I think they're more open to the three quarterbacks than they are to any of the one of the three quarterbacks. So that because they have 12, I think they're open to seeing how it goes, but I think at the end of the day, nothing's going to materialize and they'll end up taking a quarterback at number two overall. That That's how I feel about it. Do you think... So I, I, yeah, I'm sticking pick at two. I've been saying that for the last ten minutes. They're going to pick at two. What who, what who they're going to pick is, I think, intriguing. Is there a possibility in your mind? And this could be a bigger topic, so we won't dive into it as much. But you do think that there's a possibility where they take, possibly Anthony Richardson or Will Levis over C.J. Stroud. Um. No, I I don't. I think the the gamble would be too would be too big to to CJ Stroud is the safest of these three options for the Texans. I I just don't think they can they would afford to do that. I I think it's CJ Stroud or no quarterback. I think the I, public perception would roast them if they took a quarterback other than C.J. Stroud. At Don't two. you think that the public perception would roast them if they took a non-quarterback? 
I think not that would the, be more not to the same, Not to the same extent. I, well, I they, they just fell in love with a guy, right? Like you, you had, that's the justification of taking right. another quarterback besides CJ Stroud is they fell in love with Anthony Richardson's upside is that, oh my gosh, his ceiling's so high. We're, we're this is a long path. We're going to give him some three, you know, three years to figure it out. Maybe that's the justification. I, uh, they stick and pick it too. And they, I think that they are thinking about not taking a quarterback. But I think at the end, they select C.J. Stroud. And the the draft really starts with Arizona, in which they can trade away to other teams. They can trade because they're using, honestly, the Colts against everybody, right? Because the Colts need a quarterback, and the Cardinals are at three. The Colts are at four. Now you can start. I think that's why the Titans have come in to this picture because an NFC team trading with an AFC team to prevent another AFC team from taking a quarterback makes logical sense. An AFC team trading with another AFC divisional opponent makes zero sense. All right, so we're getting into this. Let's get to the chat because we haven't gotten to as many comments as we we probably should have earlier on. Uh, Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee says, that he would he would be surprised if the Texans don't take a quarterback at number two. And Adam Schefter on NFL Live saying that he does not think they're going to see a quarterback at number two from the Houston Texans. So, Zach, I'll send you back to the chat here in a second uh, to get some of these comments. But first, let me tell you guys about our great sponsor, Aura, who just joined the show this month. Anyone can find anything on the internet, including your full name, personal email, home address, phone number, even your relatives. I signed up with Aura last week and they found 30 data brokers who had my info and they've already successfully removed my info from 22 of them. So how about that? Data brokers profit uh, by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, mailers. And so I'm going to have 22 less uh, data brokers calling me and sending me things in my mailbox that I don't want or to my email inbox that I don't want either. So our sponsor Aura can identify those data brokers who are exposing your information and automatically submit you to opt out of those requests on your behalf, including the junk mail and telemarketing lists or services also feature VPN, password manager, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app and let Aura do the hard work to keep you safe online. Sign up now for a free two-week trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It is the sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of sports books. They've got the bonus code. They've got you covered right there. Uh, and if you use that bonus code, you know the offer uh, right there. It's uh, $1,000 of bonus bets. Uh, that's for new users. That's great. Bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of sports books. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday asking the question, what do you think the Texans do? Now getting to the chat, uh, MB says he thinks actu- the actual teams have info on the Texans, and that's why you aren't seeing teams trade up to number three yet. Um, so, Zach, I agree on your point that I don't think teams will trade up to three until draft night because they don't know what the price is going to be because they don't truly know what that player will be. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you want to get the most you possibly can for that third pick. And so if CJ Stroud is the guy who's still sitting there at three, that might be more valuable than one of the others. So Uh, now let's get into another level of this because this opens up our previous conversation of, I don't think that the Texans are waiting for a trade because I don't think anybody's going to trade with them. I don't think they're willing to trade. I don't think that's going to happen, but there is now a philosophy that the Texans don't say a damn thing and shake up the draft and put more pressure on the Colts and the Titans, their two division foes, to have only, what, what's the what's first round time clock? 15 minutes, 10 minutes? Uh, they've changed it so many times. Uh, 10, it's 10. 10, now. 10 now, goes to 7. So here's your philosophy, all right? This is, this is now all kind of coming full circle. Your philosophy is not that the Texans are going to trade. They're not going to trade. There's not a trade suitor. But if the Texans sit there and have mystery around what they're going to do it to, then the pick is in. They wait till the very last second. The pick is in. 
they select in this set in this example cj stroud now you have teams scrambling calling the cardinals this is now shaking up the draft and the texans they have their quarterback so they've just made it hard on probably their two divisional opponents with the colts and really gone Ursay even crazier than he already is. The Titans calling up. That's where maybe this is the philosophy. It's not the Texans trading. It's what it can do for the third overall pick in the draft. Sure. I, I mean, again, like I still stand pat that if the yeah, Texans... I, look, I, we're, we're past that. But, again, if the but Texans this makes more sense. Yeah, if the Texans don't want a quarterback, then yeah, they should look to trade it out. But if they want a quarterback, then I think that I'm just, you know... they. It was so quiet about the Houston Texans this entire draft process until the last seven days. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, Adam Schefter's out here on NFL Live going through a two-minute segment about how it's not going to happen. He doesn't think it's going to happen. Well, here, here would be my counter to that is that the draft was all about the Bears. Then it was all about the Panthers. And then after that, Bryce Young his stock started to rise and C.J. Stroud's stock started to fall, as it always happens with quarterbacks leading up to the draft. So that the, the, the Panthers started to, I think, figure out what they were going to do, right? So now, then, what's the next logical step once you figure out who's the number one overall pick? Well, who's number two? Now reporters started to concentrate on who's picking at number two. That makes sense at April 18th, a week before the draft. We're talking about the Houston Texans. That's a news timeline, in my opinion. No, I get, yes, the part about the Bears and the Panthers makes sense, but we always felt that the Texans would scoop up whichever quarterback didn't go number one uh, right there at number two, and and now you're starting to hear a lot uh, of, of noise at that as well. So uh, let's get to this, Zach. Let's ask the question to get the Titans uh, side of things. If the Titans... Um, if the, excuse me, if the Texans don't take a quarterback, should the Titans trade up or wait? If the Texans don't take a quarterback, should the Titans trade up or should they wait? I think there's some interesting uh, details around this because if, if the Texans go don't go QB at two, now you've got three quarterbacks available at three, right? Should the Titans go up and get their person? Or should they wait because there are now three quarterbacks that could make it easier for them to fall to them? So that's the next side of this conversation with Zach. Tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe. You're perfect to make models right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Man. They can hook you up with your perfect ride. Payne Bone and his team, family-owned and operated that dealership, get behind the wheel and test drive a great vehicle today. I mean, it could be a it could be an SUV like the Palisade with third-row seating. It could be a four-door sedan like the Sonata. It could be the Ionic, which is battery-powered. But make sure you check out their inventory at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And with BetMGM, I said it earlier in the show, you can win and continue to win with your refer friend invitation with BetMGM. You've already signed up with BetMGM with our code ATOZ Sports. Now you want more bonus bets to win off of. You can invite up to 20 friends uh, with your invitation and you get $50 in bonus bets for every friend that signs up with BetMGM and they get $50 in bonus bets for signing up with your invitation as well. So check that out in your BetMGM app. The refer a friend invitation. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued in knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game with support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, the question now, if the Texans don't go quarterback at two, should the Titans move up or should they wait? If the Texans don't go quarterback at two, should the Titans move up with a trade or wait? What's the chat saying? Titan, uh, Titanium Titan says trade up, trade up from fire, wait uh, there uh, from Aaron. David says wait, trade up from Steven. Andre says trade up, trade up regardless from David. Wait from Jonathan, trade up from Jay, trade up from Jake. Uh, trade up from Nathaniel, wait from Eric, wait from Deborah, trade down from Titan Fox, 
wait either way, trade up from Xavier, 100% trade up, trade up if they believe in Stroud, trade up from Titans Kyle, wait from Jody. Malachi says wait only for Stroud or Young, and that's kind of the question that we're asking there mm-hmm. uh, from Fire. Steven says wait, 11 becomes more valuable. Yes, trade up from John. Titans are not taking a quarterback from Brian. And I think that kind of embodies what the draft is, is nobody truly knows. You got Tone saying trade up and uh, let's see, tighten up Ohio saying wait and draft a wide receiver, right? Wait 100% from Grim Jim. So a lot of different opinions on this. It, It definitely shakes things up because you have a better pick of the litter of quarterback if you do trade up from three, if Houston decides hey, we're gonna, we're not going to take a quarterback. We're going to go with Will Anderson and move forward, right? What would you do if you're the Titans now if that ability opened up to you? Personally, I would wait. I would not move up to three, right? I, I would wait. I would try to be more patient. Um, but what are they, the Titans would do? I think the Titans... There's just so much smoke around the Titans and a quarterback this year that I'm I'm starting to kind of fall into it. Like I'm starting to more believe as we get closer and closer that the Titans might be really targeting seriously one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, oh, Austin, I'll tell you this. They their their situation, as we've kind of discussed, they've done all of their homework. They're now, you know, they're all of their 30 day visit or the, the not top 30, but their 30 visits, just flat, easy 30 visits. They're taking the quarterbacks. They're going to their pro days. As you have said, they're dividing and conquering to try to go, to go do all. So the Titans are in a situation where they got to have a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill may be their quarterback this year, but not in the future. That ship has sailed with a new general manager. So I do believe that they are targeting a quarterback. I don't know if they will get one, but absolutely they are targeting a quarterback. Yeah. And so, you know, trade up to three. No, I don't think that if, if the Texans don't go QB, then don't trade up to three. Would you rather have CJ Stroud than Anthony Richardson or Will Levis though? I think because, you know, if we're talking in the the hypothetical and what you're saying is that if the Titans draft Richardson or Levis, then you keep Tannehill for a year and then have that first round quarterback start the following year, right? That's kind of what you've been talking about. I think I would rather the Titans do that than draft CJ Stroud and then roll with him out of the gates. Um, But I, I don't think trading up is the smartest thing to do still you give up too much and you said exactly what i was going to say is you let the quarterbacks fall to you or you may have to trade up a couple of spots but not all the way to three so you're giving up future first round picks and you execute your plan with ryan Tannehill. that's what you do you execute your developmental plan with ryan Tannehill. I think you do that regardless. I don't know what the Titans are going to do, but you keep Tannehill on the roster. And Austin, here's why I've been preaching this for so long. Mike Vrabel doesn't want to lose. He hates losing. He doesn't want to tank. This is a bridge to get him a quarterback and not tank. It makes so much sense for a new general manager that doesn't want to lose and a head coach that doesn't want to lose. That's right. why that's what I believe is what they're trying to do. I don't know what the draft is going to uh, look. I'll be in Kansas city. I'm excited. There will be buzz. I wish it was in sure. Las Vegas or somewhere cooler, but it'll be in Kansas city. I, Hey, I, we're it, in it is, Delaware. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the, but, but I will say this from last year's experience at the draft, And you guys know, right, even watching from home, like it is a mesmerizing thing is the NFL draft. 
nobody can predict some of the things that happened, whether it was the Johnny Manziel drama or the AJ Brown drama, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I do think there's a couple interesting spots because somebody just asked the question, where'd the comic go? Uh, Denise said, who is drafting at five or six? You have the Seattle Seahawks at five and you have the Detroit Lions at six. Both teams believe they have a quarterback for now, but you could absolutely jump on board with either team or both saying, okay, yeah, Geno's fine. Jared Goff's fine. But we're picking top five or top six because of a trade they made previously. Why not? That's their bonus pick, right? It's like, why not go get a quarterback there for those two teams? So, look, there's a lot of you talk about the, just the mesmerizing and not really having any clue on what's going to happen is because there are so many teams you could say, yep, they took a quarterback. I get it. That makes sense. And really, the only two, the only team that w- shouldn't is the Arizona Cardinals. Well, here's the caveat to this. There are some stellar defensive players. Like, there, there's you got four quarterbacks, right? We're talking about there's stellar defensive players at the top, including, and there's some mystery around. You've got Jalen Carter, you've got Will Anderson Jr., and then you've got the two tackles in Paris Johnson Jr. and the guy out of uh, Northwestern. And then we haven't even talked about wide receivers, right? Because the wide receiver class is more your tens right you're 10 11 12 13 14 15 and once a wide receiver goes off the board you'll see whether it is in, in jigba or it's gonna or, be James. Uh, tcu's quentin johnson quentin johnson who i like quentin johnson i do i watched more quentin johnson before tcu was at towards the end i, I watched him throughout the course of the year because i watched tcu but I like both of those wide receivers. So that's there's four players, two offensive linemen, two wide receivers, plus two premier defensive players. There's also some really good corners that could go in that five. Exactly. There's range. six. So now we're up to eight. We're almost to 11, Austin, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that's why you and I are saying you stick, you don't trade up because of the cost and who can fall down to you. And you do have a quarterback still on the roster. That quarterback is not good enough, but he's still on the roster where you don't have, you're not the Texans. The Texans are forced to take, in my opinion, this is my opinion, may not be the Texans' opinion, but you have got to take a quarterback. You'd be an idiot not to take a quarterback at two overall if you're the Houston Texans. Yeah, because the Texans also have 12. Like, if you're the Texans, That's you why could... I wasn't with your trade back thing. I'm not got saying 12. that. I... Oh, God. That's but they have 12. <laughs> Never mind. All right. So, yeah, again, in my opinion, I think the Texans taking a quarterback at two and then an offensive lineman or a receiver at 12 does the best for that quarterback. You know, so, you know, Spiral Jackson. Uh, who is, I believe, based off of his string of comments, is a Texans fan, saying the Texans do not need a quarterback at two. Now, Spiral Jackson might be a Davis Mills truther. Uh, I don't know how big that fan club might be, uh, but Spiral Jackson is loud about it in the chat this morning. So um, maybe they don't, maybe they, but, you know, I still feel like C.J. Stroud will be the pick at two overall. Real quick, let's get to some uh, lunchbox money. Uh, Philip earlier said Texans pass quarterback. I think that they believe if Caleb Williams was in this draft, he'd be rated number one overall. So they'd rather do the Sixers plan and trust the process and tank. And maybe Philip is going with the last commenter and saying, you know, that's the philosophy of the Texans, maybe not needing a quarterback. John says, Rain has already proven he wants more for less. Drafting Hooker at 11 makes sense because he will be cheap and gives you the fifth-year option. Roll with Tannehill and Willis next season and save the picks. That also throws a big curveball. I would not draft Hinden Hooker at 11 overall. Mm. That would be wild, and I would be against that. To be yeah, honest. I mean, he said he said more for less in the comment, and that would not be more for less if you take Hooker at 11. You take advantage of his injured ACL as he's falling down the board. Um. I'm not anti the Titans drafting Hendon Hooker, but I don't think that they should do that. If you, I think the Titans could draft Hendon Hooker, and I wouldn't be upset of it about it if it was like 
in the, the second 20, round or the, the very end of the first in the twenties. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, or what did I say? Uh, yesterday, maybe 19, something like that. There's a team in those 18 or 19. I still think that's pretty high. Cause yeah, I, but, I think Willis or uh, Willis, Will Levis or Richardson. One of the, I think four, there's too many quarterbacks at the top. That's what Schefter is saying is that somebody's going to fall. There's just too many quarterbacks. So that means does hooker fall further or does, one quarterback fall below hooker. No, I, I mean, I, I think that there could be a quarterback of the four that falls, falls, falls. And then somebody's like, Ooh, that's, that stinks. That smells bad. Let me just take hooker and will Levis keep sliding or something yeah, like that. Right? I, I, yeah. Right there. Uh, w Callen says 100% chance. I, uh, I, these quarterbacks fall. So he's saying these quarterbacks fall, the commanders move up to five, six for one of them. We, we say put talking about the Titans in Calnan's mind says trade back, add more picks, build roster, start Tannehill done. The commanders are a, a caveat to all of this, right? Yeah. Because they don't have a stable quarterback. I mean, are you going to roll with Sam? Howell? I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. On the commanders? Neither do I. Well, the commanders are going through a potential sale, right? Which is going to take time. Does Dan Snyder on his way out just say, you know what? Screw it. 16 to 2. <laughs> 16 to 3. Go get somebody. Good luck. With, and thanks for my $6 billion. Like <laughs> that, I would not be surprised if Dan I, Snyder did something like that. I don't think that the contract's done, but... Right, it's right because he still has yeah. the ability to do it. Is my point. That would be in the contract if I was a- buying. If I was, you cannot draft a quarterback <laughs> in the first round. Has to be a defensive player or yeah. an offensive lineman. Defensive no, but, player, offensive lineman. But again, like, the, it's the it's the owner. Like the owner is still also the GM. You won't want your football people making your football decisions. I just think Dan Snyder. But the owner just, can do whatever the hell he wants. That's true. And Dan Snyder going rogue just because would be a funny way to go out after a disaster of ownership tenure that he's had in Washington. There you go. All right, let's get to uh Tuesday sports trivia. We've got five trivia questions coming up here and we've got one rule, no Googling everything else. Let's work together and try to go five and zero this week, Sam and you Zach last week went three and two. So we'll get the Tuesday sports trivia uh, here in a second, but the bone and joint Institute, they can help you out. If you get hurt in life, make sure you know where to go to get back on the road to recovery. And that's in Franklin at the bone and joint Institute. They have one big campus there right off I 65 and highway 96. It's beautiful. It looks great. You can do everything in that one building. They don't have to send you to a bunch of different addresses all over town uh, for different steps of the process, all right there. And for your convenience, if you want to have a clinic or rehab facility in a better location for you, they've got that in Brentwood, Nolansville, Thompson Station, and now in West Franklin as well. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. Download the BetMGM app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports book. You can get in on action, whether it's the NBA playoffs. They've got you covered there. Major League Baseball is rolling right ahead. Even the draft. You can start betting on the draft of what's going to happen. You know, are the Texans, who are the Texans going to draft? We talked a lot, a lot about that today. You can make money off of that with BetMGM. New users use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. <laughs> All right, Tuesday Sports Trivia, Zach. We've got five questions. Through two weeks after our reset, we are seven out of ten. So we are currently at 70% early on in this, and our goal is to be over, what, 70 and a half? So we're slightly behind the pace. So we got to go four and one this week uh, to keep building on that. So you said it's NASCAR theme. So fingers crossed, no Googling, and let's just hope we've got some some big Dale fans here in the chat. Well, Billy Jones watched NASCAR for 50 years. So now, now Billy, I'm glad Billy's on our side. Keep an eye out for Billy here. I'm this sure is how I made glad it. I called that guy uh, a little bit easier for us. This NASCAR trivia is between 2000 and 2009, right? So we're not going to have to go back to 1972 Daytona. I, I don't know who won. Honestly, if there's a decade of NASCAR that I know about, it's probably that one. Right. That's why I said yeah, I, I, yeah. I set us up not completely for failure. Uh, let's start with this. Which one of these car manufacturers joined the NASCAR Cup 
series during this decade, which was 2000 to 2009. Nissan, Hyundai, Honda, or Toyota? Which one of these car manufacturers joined the NASCAR Cup Series during the decade? Nissan, Hyundai, Honda, or Toyota? We're getting a couple Toyota. We got a lot of Toyotas flying in here. That's good. I guess we got a Toyota. <laughs> uh, Liz says Honda. Jeff says Honda. And then I did see Scott said Dodge, which is not an option. So I, I think we probably have to go with the uh, Toyota. You want to lock final that in? Z, final A to Z Toyota. Toyota began racing at NASCAR's cup level in 2007. Kyle Busch became the first driver to win the cup driving a Toyota. Captured the Atlanta 500 race in March 2008. Toyota right. cars have won 21 races between 2008 and 2009. So, yeah, Toyota. There you go. Amen, hot. 1-0. Next question. In 2009, veteran driver Mark Martin joined the Hendrick Chevrolet team which car number did Martin drive for the 2009 NASCAR Cup season? 7, 25, 5, or 88? So Mark Martin used to drive the Viagra 6. And I knew that because you're a kid, Viagra. It's funny. I remember that. <laughs> I want to say it's 88, but I don't know. But then you've got Dale Jr. during that time. Yeah. He was, was 8, he though, before he was 88. Yeah. But I can't remember when he switched to 88. I think he might have. So we're talking about 2009? 2009. We're getting a lot of fives. A lot of fives in here. Maybe it was five. Maybe he went from six to five. Five, uh, five, yeah, five, Dustin's, lock it in. Yeah, Dustin seems very confident. So let's go to five, final A to Z. Mark Martin had a great season in 2009. The veteran driver from Arkansas took home Five checkered flags total in the number five machine. Boom. Two okay, and two and oh. I like that. Let's see here. During this decade, which driver won the most Daytona 500 races? During this decade, 2000 and 2009, which driver won can the I, most Daytona 500 races? Can I guess? Go ahead. Is it the Rainbow Warrior Jeff Gordon? No, it's not because he's yeah. not an uh, option. Okay. Ryan Newman, Jamie McMurray, Kevin Harvick, or Michael Waltrip? Which driver Ooh. won the most Daytona, Daytona 500 races in this decade? Wow. Look, I mean, because we got Jimmy Johnson's and Tony Stewart and the, before the options came out. So, huh. Ryan Newman, Jamie McMurray, Kevin Harvick, or Michael Walter. I feel like Kevin Harvick. That's kind of was my gut. It was my gut was either Kevin Harvick or Jamie McMurray. See, I was thinking either Kevin Harvick or, or Newman. But I, I still think it's Harvick. Harvick feels Daytona. We're getting Newmans and Harvicks. I think Harvicks are the more popular answer from the chat so i think we have to go with kevin harvick final a to z kevin harvick let's see here capturing two daytona 500 races from the most any driver had in the decade michael waltrip the uh. younger brother of nascar great daryl waltrip won in 2001 and 2003 Ryan Newman won in 2008. Kevin Harvick won in 2007. And Jamie McMurray did not win in the first decade. Uh, of the year. So I was way off, but we all got it wrong. Somebody no, somebody did say, oh, Brent, Waltrip, I think, won too. So, Brent, your scorecard reads differently than ours, but we're all on the same team, so it doesn't matter. So two and one. Two and one. All right. You want a rainbow warrior? Let's give you a rainbow warrior. Okay. Jeff Gordon won 33 NASCAR cup races in the 2000s decade. At which track did Gordon obtain the most victories? Indianapolis, Talladega, 
Pocono, or Kansas. Jeff Gordon won 33 NASCAR Cup races in the 2000s decade. At which track did Gordon obtain the most victories? Indianapolis, Talladega, Pocono, or Kansas? I say Pocono. Pocono. Jeff Gordon, 24, winning at Pocono. That, that's just my guess. And it's fun to say. I I actually, and I think it could be Dega. I yes. remember Jeff Gordon winning well, he just won at a lot. Talladega. He just won a lot in general. And, you know, Nick says Gordon dominated Kansas. And so Alex says Kansas. Uh, I saw Jody coming in with Kansas. So Kansas is starting to pick up some steam in the chat. I just, I just remember Jeff Gordon Talladega. Like that's my memory. Nick says Kansas has been only been open since 2001. But that's what we're talking about, though, right? And Dustin says, my guess is Kansas, too. He was the man there. I think we go Kansas because Dustin was pretty confident with uh, number five and lock it in. And, and Jody's been on some here, too. I say we go Kansas, lock it in, final way to zoo. Yeah, how disappointing. Jeff Gordon solidifies his position among the NASCAR Cup's all-time greatest drivers by winning 33 races and capturing the 2001 Cup Championship. Gordon won five times at Talladega Speedway. 2000, 2004, 2005. Twice in 2007. Talladega. I, I, I knew that. I should have overridden it. Well. I didn't. You didn't. Dang. All right. What is uh, our non-sports question? We are currently at two and two. So well, we, we got to get this. We have to have this. Yes. We go to science. What has the highest at atomic number of any non-radioactive element? Hmm. What has the highest atomic number of any non-radioactive element? Is it iron, bismuth, lead, or polonium? Hmm. Iron polonium bismuth or lead what is the highest atomic number is the atomic number what the number is on the chemical scale the or is that a separate number what <laughs> you confused me with your question is it the on the on the element scale right yeah. like the the chart the chart is the atomic, and this is a question, is the atomic number how it is numbered or is that just a separate, it's an atomic number? You know, Jake is... We're getting polonium, we're getting a yeah, lot of poloniums. Yeah, he's ruling out iron or lead. I thought it was the the atomic weight of the element. And I thought I remember lead being heavy. What's the highest atomic number of any non-radioactive element? Iron, polonium, bismuth, or lead? Yeah, so, you know, Robert, uh, giving us a little uh, here, uh, says the atomic number is the number of protons plus neutrons. It's how they're ordered on the atomic table. Today. That's what I'm asking, yeah, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I'm trying to get to what I would know, which is the chart. I... I don't think. I, I just don't haven't. Know. I just haven't seen the the periodic table in, in a, a long time. 
I think it's uh polonium is uh, I think we have to go with polonium. I think it was the most popular answer that we've had in the chat. Now we're getting bismuth too, but what do you want to do? Bismuth or polonium? I say polonium fine way to Z. Although the next higher element, bismuth, has one isotope with a half-life that is long enough to be considered considered stable for all practical purposes, lead has the highest atomic number of any non-radioactive element. Dang. I knew lead was up there, but... That's a tough scene. Yeah, that's bad, guys. NASCAR and science got us today. NASCAR and science don't mix. All right, guys, two and three, which is not where we want to be whatsoever. We are now nine out of That was one of our worst ones that we've had in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, just again, I haven't looked at the periodic table in so long. I don't know, 15 years? I took chemistry when I was 15 years old. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, for us here live on this Tuesday. We appreciate all of you guys fighting through that trivia battle with us. Don't forget to like the show before you head out. And Buck Rising will be live tonight, 8 to Z Sports Primetime at 8 p.m. Central Time. Zach and I will be back tomorrow morning on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.